0: Hey guys, I'm Dr. Greg Mojan and welcome to the Daily Dose with Dr. Greg. On this podcast, I get together with the best in health, wealth, love, fitness, and finance. Sit down with them and have a raw conversation and share it with you. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, Dr. Greg Mojan here with the Daily Dose of Dr. Greg Podcast. On today's episode, I have the man, the myth, the legend, (laughs) DJ Hillier. Uh, DJ is the head coach at our local gym, My5 Fitness. Uh, He's a personal trainer, which we'll talk about kind of your background in that. Um, Found out he grew up a mile and a half from where we are right now, which is so cool. Uh, Competitive CrossFit athlete, so you've been into the barbell uh, with some stress. And the thing that I grabbed from your bio was train, educate, inspire. Mm -hmm. So, so welcome DJ. Good to have you here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. This is fun. I usually am uh, the one on your side of the desk. And so it's cool for me to get interviewed and I do my own podcast. So it's fun for me to kind of be on the other side and hopefully I can give some good answers today.
0: Dude, that's cool. So talk to me, let's, let's go back to maybe like childhood and, and athletics and what got you to where you are today
1: good question i'll try to make this as fast as possible but yeah. um so i grew up in in lakeville again my childhood home was about a mile and a half from where we are right now which is kind of fun it's fun to drive over here today and kind of reminisce on some of the some of the journeys that got me here but i played um high school it, from the get-go love sports and um i played football and basketball at lakeville south which is just down the road from here i know you're familiar Let's with go Cougars. Lakeville south. Yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> and um then went on to play uh two years of college football at the university of st thomas in st paul and then after um, being done with college football, I was kind of missing some sort of the competitiveness. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I, I needed to do something competitive. Yeah. And growing up, I was the guy that I really enjoyed the off season, the grind. I some sometimes I would enjoy the off season more than the in season, as backwards as that would be, just yeah. because I love to grind. I love to work out. I love to show other people else how to work out as well. And um, coming out of college, I remember driving home. Um, I think on like a fall break and I saw a my five fitness sign on the side of 35w. And I saw the word CrossFit on there and I never really heard of, you know, I I knew what CrossFit was, but I didn't know too much about it. This is back in 2012, 2013. So it's still pretty new um, in this area of the country. So I drive by um, and I stop in and sure enough, uh, Andrew Franz is in the building and he's working on building the place and it's still, you know, scrapped out. They're working on uh, the opening. And so I walk in, I tell him, you know, what's this place about? What do you guys do? And he kind of went through the whole spiel, and I was super interested from the get-go. Ended up going back a a few months later when they were open, walked in, and uh, met Matt Strand, who was a training partner of mine for several months. And um, it was funny because we started, and he's like, hey, man, just jump in with me, and we'll just kind of, we'll see where you're at, right? He didn't know me. I didn't know him. Sure. We step in, we start doing push jerks, and uh, sure enough, I'm following him. I'm doing the weights he's doing. We work up to like a a 245 triple, I think it was. And at Jeez. the time, it was like, oh man, like this is pretty heavy. And so, so once I hit 245, he's like, all right, you're sticking around with me. You're not going anywhere. You're gonna train with me. Right. So I stuck with Matt, and um, him and I trained together for a long time. I ended up um, obviously working out in my five, then started with the kids class. Um, just kind of grew my business as a personal trainer. Start t- taking on more classes. Start competing in CrossFit. Um, had the opportunity to compete at the CrossFit Games, three CrossFit regionals, several events around here in the cities. And um, yeah, before we know it, I'm now the head coach at the gym. Uh, I oversee all the training that happens at MyFi Fitness. And we have a new facility that obviously you've been it's to. Gorgeous. And uh, yeah, yeah we, lo- we love our spot. And that's kind of where we're at now.
0: So you so you got your degree from St.
1: Thomas? From St. Thomas, yeah. What's your college degree? On? It's actually business management, which is kind of funny because <laughs> at the time I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And I'm super fascinated by business. I still am. And I don't regret having that in my back pocket, but uh, it's just interesting where life takes you. Sometimes you think that you want to go down one route and um, a lot of people that go to St. Thomas, they have you know, great jobs downtown Minneapolis They're doing some of those things, right? Business type things in an office. And I went the complete opposite route. And um, again, I don't regret it because I think it's nice to, as a personal trainer, to know how to market yourself, to know how to use business tactics and tools and things like that. But um, yeah, it's a little bit of business, then also a little bit of um, educating myself in the physiology and the anatomy as well.
0: That's so good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I get that. You know, you have this business degree, yet there's a probably a ton of personal trainers that are great personal trainers, but don't understand business. Yeah. So, just to have that background, and the understanding that you have value mm-hmm. and how to how to even monetize stuff—that's so cool. So, yeah. So I had the opportunity to we put a post on Facebook mm-hmm. for the My Five family, and yeah. we had some candid responses on there. So, <laughs> so um, I have an entire list of questions that that we're going to go through. And I think the goal of this though, the, the reason why this podcast exists is to give people the opportunity to say, wow, that was great. I took that. And, and if you're watching this right now, the, the goal of any podcast is, is to chew the meat and spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that someone can take one or two things from this and go, wow, that was really impactful for me, my family, what I do. And if there's stuff that doesn't resonate, Hey, sure. Spit out the bones, okay. right? So, um, First question. So the most impactful person in your life,
1: Gosh. why? Yeah, these are deep questions, man. I'm really excited to get after them <laughs> and be be vulnerable with you guys. I, I think yeah. the first person that comes to my mind is it, people as my parents. Um, I'm very, very blessed to have just an awesome pair of parents. And I think when growing up, going through high school and college, maybe you don't see that, you know, and you kind of maybe butt heads or whatever. But looking back, I'm just so thankful to have a mom and a dad who raised me and were able to teach me some of the things that I was able to take, you know, just some things that you're not taught in school. Sure. Um, things like, you know, running a business, how to open your own business. My dad is actually a motivational speaker and entrepreneur, and he's been doing it no um, ever since uh, leaving college at Mankato State or graduating college at Mankato State when he was 22 years old, started his career from there. And so he yeah. he was able to really teach me a lot about being an entrepreneur, starting your own business. And I kind of follow the same footsteps, uh, obviously not in motivational speaking, but just being able to, you know, create my own business, create my own income and kind of design my own path rather than being, told what to do.
0: What's your birth order? Like, where do you fall amongst kiddos?
1: Um, Like what month?
0: No. What? Are you the oldest? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I have a sister and she is younger than I am. She's three years younger than me, but it's just us two.
0: So you're the oldest child. Yeah, that's right. And would you, would you say that you're like the typical oldest child, super responsible, always <laughs> always did the right things, got this got the gold stars? Yeah, I
1: think so. I mean, I tried my best. I was, you know, like I said, my my life revolved around athletics. And so I I never got caught up in the drinking and the drugs and things like that because I knew I was very clear-minded about how it affected your performance on the field. And for me, it's just none of that stuff was really worth it. And so whether you're alluding to that or not, I just, I yeah. was really focused on my performance um, on and off the field, my working out, my training. And that kind of drove me to, you know, who I am today. So would you
0: say you're more like your mom or your dad?
1: No, oh, that's a good question. And i get this a lot. And I would say my dad, because we look alike. And sometimes now that I'm getting older, um, I use a lot of quotes that he says, and I'll probably yeah. say some today without even knowing. With yeah. Right?
0: Are you, is your dad Jack like you?
1: <laughs> is he jacked? Oh no, he's not Jack, but he is taller than me. Uh, so I didn't <laughs> get the height there. My mom, my mom is uh five foot one. Oh no way. Uh, and my dad is six, six one. So I, I was kind of right in the middle there. I didn't. In yeah. The middle. Yeah.
0: So. Think of a time when you were a little kid, like mm-hmm. is there something that sticks out? Um, uh, and, and obviously this is not one of the questions. Sure. Is there, Was there a time where you can think about how your parents um, spoke to you, treated you, allowed you to do something, kept you from something mm. that helped shape you to be who you are today? Mm, that's
1: a good question. You know, I think, I think some things like, just some simple things like curfew and having some of those things were, were important. And then also, you know, just practices like, I'll never forget every night we always sat together and had dinner. And that's something that I'm going to, it's it's to some people you're like, well, yeah, obviously. And to other people you're like, I, I never sit with my family and eat dinner, but yeah. that's a practice that I will take with my children is sitting down, always having a nightly meal together when you can. Obviously there's sports and other things going on, but making that a priority I think is really important. Um, we also went to church every Sunday and that was something that was instilled in us very early on, even when you know i wasn't old enough to really know what the pastor was talking about sure. it was still this was something that we did as a family and no matter what you were doing on saturday night or what the plans were for the weekend you knew that you were going to be at church on that sunday was,
0: that was going to happen so you yeah. made that commitment mm-hmm. that's so good because so many people there's i mean there's there's profound amounts of research on having a spiritual belief mm-hmm. and i know that you have a strong belief and when like for you when did that become yours like when did you when did you come from this is something that my mom and dad gave me and now this is mine. Like yeah. what, what, what did that look like? for oh, you? Oh, that's a
1: great question because th- that is true. I think when you grow up, you, you know, you do it because your parents make you go or whatever. And I think I really found my faith when I got to college and I didn't have them telling me what to do when to go to church. Sure. And I was surrounded by some really awesome guys on my football team. And we created a um, Bible study group called I Am Second. I don't know if you're familiar with I Am Second. Oh, interesting. It's an awesome, yeah. awesome uh, philosophy, great setup. And we met every Monday night, whether there was a Monday night football game on or not, for two years. And it was wow. just it was just one of those things where in college, you know, there's so many distractions, so many other things going on. And to have that time for us to come together as men and grow in such a pivotal time um, really helped me grow in my faith, maybe understand a little bit more about about Jesus, about about the Bible and things like that. And I think those were the times when I was with my 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 guys yeah. that I learned so much and grew my faith. Not that those times, you know, growing up with my parents, you know, weren't effective sure. or weren't important. There certainly were, but yeah. I think the biggest growth was when I was on my own. I could really ask some questions that maybe I wouldn't ask around my sure. parents.
0: Sure. Sure. No, that's so good. I, I love the I love when people make things their own, mm-hmm. right? So like, why, why do you eat healthy? Well, because my mom always sure. made healthy food and then you go eat crap food for a yeah. while and you're like, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, hey mom, how, how do you do f- things? So mm-hmm. that's so cool because yeah. I, we see all these generational things that happen, right? Like sometimes people do things without knowing why they do things, but I'm, a, I'm really big on um, understanding why you do what you do and then understanding like, did it come from somebody? And, and do you approve of what you do? Sure. Right. So uh, I'm in the process of, of writing a book. And in that book, we're going to talk about, you know, like, how do you do finances, for example? Mm-hmm. You're Like, well, I'm not very good or I'm amazing. And who taught you that? Mm-hmm. And, and do you approve of it or not? Mm-hmm. And then to give yourself the authority to, to rewrite yep. if necessary. Yeah. It's
1: that constant reflection. I think I, in my podcast, I talk to a lot of people who are, you know, mental sports performance coaches. That's who I really love talking to. Yep. And a constant theme is being aware having intent and constantly reflecting. And you just name those three things without even, you know, knowing totally. that. And so it's just, it's just interesting that, that, I mean, that's a topic that people sometimes forget about and they go through life, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. And they're like, I never really got to sit down and reflect. And that's why I'm thankful even to be here today because I got the chance last night to go through these questions and just reflect. And I'm like, man, I'm living exactly what I'm telling other people to do. And now I'm doing it right here.
0: Yeah. That's called congruency, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and that's why people are attracted to you. That's why people want to train with you mm-hmm. be around you because there's an authenticity. I, I had the opportunity to work with a, a guy named Jordan Burroughs. And Jordan, um, so he's an Olympic gold medalist. And a lot of athletes, and you've been around these people, yep. are when they're when they're in the limelight, mm-hmm. they're person A. Mm-hmm. And when they're in private, sure. they're, they're very much person B. And um, Jordan, what I can tell you is he's the same dude 24-7. Awesome. And what, a, what an example for me to see someone that has influence, that has fame, and um, also has... Ego in check and understands like who's he is and, and where it came from. Amen. So that's so good, man. Um, so the podcast, like, what what was the itch for you to say? You know what? I gosh darn it all! I just need to get this yeah. going.
1: That's so funny. I'm, I'm a podcast geek and I love listening to podcasts. I'm not really big into books. I just like to listen to things as I'm doing things around the house, and I get more out of audio than than reading. And so. Um, I would say once I got in the fitness industry, I knew I needed to catch up on some of the things I didn't learn in college and the best way for me to do that other than diving into um, some textbooks and things like that were to get on and li- or sorry, listen to as many podcasts as I could. And for those of you guys that don't know, there are so many fitness podcasts out there. It's, it's incredible the amount of just free knowledge that you can dive into. And so I started listening to one and, you know, I would say for, well, even today, so this is about seven years, I've listened to a podcast every single day. That's just kind of, that's one of my weird things. That's one of my habits yeah. that we'll talk about yeah. later, but then it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I love this so much. And I feel like I'm almost in the fit or in the podcast industry that it's time for me to start my own. Yeah. I didn't know where the heck to start. I didn't know what to do, but I knew that, um, I first wanted to start by doing it selfishly. I was like, I want to learn and I want to mentor and talk to people and just kind of get the message out, kind of like your mission is here with this podcast. And, It started about a year and a half ago, um, and it started small. The goal is to just talk to people locally, um, get some in-person interviews done, Mm -hmm. see where it goes, try try to develop a little bit of a brand. Um, And it's just, it's grown so much, not in maybe a sense of, Viewership, yes, it has. We have got thirty thousand downloads, which is way more than I thought we'd ever That's get. Amazing. it is, yeah. But it's it's grown more in a sense of I'm talking to people, Greg, that I don't think I've ever I would ever had the chance to, to talk to oh, cool. people that I look up to on social media, people I looked up to in athletics, and just to get a chance to have one hour with them um, is really been the best part of this whole thing. But yeah, we're, we're 80. I just recorded yesterday, my 81st episode. I've been consistent since we started a year and a half ago, every single week, every Tuesday, a new show comes out and it's just been really, really fun for me to learn from these people selfishly and then also help spread the word.
0: Yeah. I, the thing I dig about podcasting and I've been involved in, in other people's podcasts is, is how fun is it for someone to ask you, Hey, could, could you be a blessing to my people? And could I, can I pick your brain? Um, it's a, and I'm sure you've found this too, that people are really open to it. They're yeah. like, I would love to do that. Absolutely. Th- thank you so much for seeing value in who I am. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're also blessing the people that we have on because we're giving them a platform. We're giving them the ability to um, tell the world how awesome an episode. are. So with that being said, so in the podcast world, um, what was, or what is, I mean, you probably have a, a handful that you mm-hmm. still like dial into. Yeah. So who are those?
1: Um, like who are some of my favorite ones? Yeah, top podcast. Yeah, group. so, um, you know, I've, there's a guy that I really look up to. His name's Justin Sua. And Justin is a mental sports performance coach for the Tampa Bay Rays. And he before the Rays, he was working with the Red Sox when they won their title. And he also worked with the Cleveland Browns before that. And he works with a lot of high level athletes, CrossFit athletes. And the guy's just sharp, man. And I really am attracted to mindset. I love everything that has to do with mindset. And so I reached out to him kind of on a whim, just sent him a DM on Instagram and he got back to me it made my day. I didn't, I didn't even think he'd respond. You yeah. know, some of these guys are just so busy. Um, had him on the show. We had such a great recording and just it, it's my favorite podcast yet episode yet um, is episode 41. So it's quite uh, some time ago. And about 20 or 30 episodes later, I wanted to reach back out and have him on again, just cause yeah. I loved it so much. And he was more than willing to come on and share his wealth of knowledge. So I've had him on twice. Um, and I would love to have him on a third time. And he's, he's really had a big impact on me because he has a podcast called um, increase your impact. Yeah. And it's a three to five minute podcast that you play, you can play whenever, but it's part of my morning routine now. And yeah. so whenever I, he's, he's up to almost 1200 episodes oh. And so he's had a big impact on me because he's affected my morning routine. So every single day, I start my day with listening to Justin Sewer three to five minutes. It's usually just a mental tip, mindset uh, mindset reminder, okay. just a way to kind of start your day on the right foot. And uh, that's I'm very habitual in everything that I do in my life. I'm very okay. a routine guy. Yeah. So I need to start my day every day with three to five so, minutes of so Justin So Pump Suer. the
0: brakes there. Yeah. Um, let's go to your morning routine. Sure. So alarm clock. <laughs>
1: It depends. Um, I usually, so I don't, one of my big things is I, I don't like to be rushed. And yep. if I have something going on today at nine o'clock, I was up at six 30 this morning. Why? Because I, I don't want to, if I feel rushed from the get go, Greg, I feel like the rest of the day can Dude. be super chaotic. I'm so there, Yeah. So, yeah, man. so I, I like to get up plenty early. My girlfriend thinks it's hilarious because I'll have something, like I said, at nine o'clock, I'm up at six ready to go. But yep. Um, it just makes me feel at peace for the rest of the day. So okay. I usually start um, with a, with a podcast with so the Justin Sua podcast, maybe some journaling because um, his podcast, you know, he gives you some things to kind of write about, think about, meditate okay. on. And yeah. I usually like to just stretch for about five to 10 minutes and kind of have some time to myself. Okay. Um, and then I'll you know open up the computer and get after what I need to get after today. But I, be, I think the biggest thing for me is to give myself enough time not to feel rushed. Even if that means not doing anything, it's just give yourself time yourself.
0: It's okay to have that time. I'm so similar. My, sure. my family likes to sleep in and I covet. Yeah. I have five kids. <laughs> yeah. So I covet quietness. Mm-hmm. And the only time I have quietness is uh, I usually get up 4.30 or 5 mm-hmm. and that, but it's okay. Right. So, and I don't feel guilty <clears> that I'm not t- taking time for my family. Sure. So I love it. Um, is there anything in your morning routine that, that you think is super clutch other than the, the timing part? Uh, and the, I mean, do you, do you eat or not eat? Do you, do you, are there other things that if, if you could say, hey, if you could take this one thing from my morning routine, it's going to move you forward.
1: Yeah. I think it's just taking, I think honestly, it's just taking the time to yourself. Like we talked about and and in taking that time of, of gratitude and really reflecting mm-hmm. and taking time to pause. And something that I'm working on right now is trying to be more still in the moment and yeah. be more quiet. And I, I don't like quiet. I worked okay. at a gym, right? Yeah, so right. <laughs> we got music going exploring. all the time. Yeah. I always have a podcast on Ashley's always telling me you need to just have some time to be, so I'm really trying to work on just sitting in silence and kind of letting my thoughts go wherever they want. And some people call that meditation. Other people call it just sitting in stillness, call it what you want. But I think, just giving yourself gosh even five to ten minutes of just quietness let yourself reflect hone in and then kind of start your day yeah. the last thing that I would want to do is start my day behind
0: totally I, I'm so similar in that fashion and I love so I'm a huge Ryan Holiday Tim yep. Ferriss yeah fan. me too and you know Ryan Holiday talks about stillness is the key yeah and the comments are if you can't sit with yourself mm-hmm. for five minutes like you got to check it yeah. And and I'm like you, like I'm monkey brain. Like things yeah. things are busy, <laughs> always I, going. I'm always, I, so to, to allow, and I think f- from a Judeo Christian background, mm-hmm. like we're all good at praying, or we or we're not good, but we, we don't understand that praying is like talking to God. Mm-hmm. And then I think that meditation is the quietness enough to listen. Mm-hmm. And and so I I know like in my own walk, like I am I'm, I'm a good prayer, I'm a good asker, yet I'm a horrible listener. Interesting, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are we are we taking time? Are we valuing that time to do that? Which 100%. is which is so cool. So, um, all right. So we're going to jump into some of the questions from, from the, uh, from the, the family here at my five. So this, the first one says as an athlete and coach, what are the three most important things you've learned that you hope your members can learn?
1: Gosh, I wish I, I wish I, uh, three is three is not enough. I've learned so many things along the way, but, um I think a couple things that first come to my mind is in, enjoy the process. I think that, and, and that could sound fluffy or like you know like the mug quote but I think that's there's so much value in enjoying the process because I've been I've been fortunate enough to be at the top of the game in the CrossFit world and I've done some great things um in sports yet those moments come and go mm-hmm. and I think the day to day is what's so important is in and enjoying what you do every single day, making sure that, you know, it's not something that you're dreading. I think that yeah. can just really drain you. Um, and if you're not enjoying the day to day, i tell you, if you're not enjoying the day to day, you're not going to enjoy the big moment on the podium. It's just that those things just are go opposite. So yeah. I think enjoying the process is really big. I also think there's just something that needs to be said to some people now is you got to work hard. And I think, uh, unfortunately, I think some younger generations think that things are just gonna. You know, even my generation, things are just gonna come in your lap. But Absolutely. it takes, if you want something, you got to work incredibly damn hard. You just do, and yeah. and that you can't replace that with anything else. I don't think there's any shortcuts. <laughs> I think good things come to people who work hard.
0: Yeah, I, I've one of the sayings I'm famous for is "hard work." Many times looks like a pair of overalls and a pair of work gloves. Sure. it's it's you have to put the time in into it, and I think so many people. Um, you know, I kind of like that concept of the hard easy too. Like you, you go balls to the wall now, and you can you can slow down later. Yeah. Whether it's business Absolutely. or relationship, mm-hmm. though, I don't think that people understand hard work. No. I don't think they know what it's like. Like my kids say, "I'm hungry." I'm mm-hmm. like, "You don't even know what hunger is." Nope. Absolutely. Like, no, th- I, I gave you everything. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. Yep. You don't even know what everything is right. or what it looks like. So, so for you as a coach, you have to you have to understand that personality, the persona, mm-hmm. because you can because these young people and and, and old people too. Sure. There's this sense of entitlement. There's this sense of it should be handed to me. And that DJ, man, he yelled at me the other day, and I didn't like that. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's
1: an interesting place to be. As a group fitness instructor, it has its challenges. And um, trying to, you know, get to know everybody and then give them the right stimulus. And then, you know, you got to know their background, their injury history it's, it's damn near impossible to do honestly. And, and the bigger the class, the harder it is yeah. yet. Um, we, you and I both know the benefits of group fitness and how, you know, it's able you everybody's able to push each other and it's a great environment, but at, on the coach, it's a very difficult task.
0: I, I, I look at, you know, kind of from a medical view mm-hmm. and I look at the orchestration of, you have everything from someone that can back squat 500 pounds yeah. to someone that, what's that thing like that's called a barbell right 100 and we're going to be with that today Mm -hmm. so there i mean i definitely see the the art that has to come into that world and also um but there's something about suffering with somebody regardless of their level and that's the thing i love about crossfit Mm -hmm. or group fitness and and what it does Mm -hmm. so that's so cool so i love that uh, so, so I think that's two, right? So, yeah. So enjoy the process,
1: um, you know. And then I think another thing too is learn from your failures. I think that's so important. This is something that I really got from from Justin Sua is that, uh, you know, a failure is only a failure if you call it a failure, right? Other than that, let's try to learn from everything that's going to happen to you. And I know we're going to talk about failures a little bit later, but I just think it's so important to you know, in your in your line or in your work or in your journey of fitness, especially if you're trying to be competitive, you're gonna have days that aren't gonna go great. Um, you're not gonna PR every single day. There's gonna be ups and downs, but I think the best athletes, the best people in the world learn from the failure. Everybody fails, but how do you respond? How do you learn from that failure? I think that's where the biggest growth comes from. Don't just ignore it, shove it under the rug, not talk about it. Let's bring it to light and see what, what did you take away from this? And you know, whether it's a a CrossFit competition, uh, whether it's a a missed PR, missed lift, like, like, let's dial it back, let's learn. And then let's let's connect.
0: Let's process that as opposed to it being, Oh my gosh, that was horrible. That was bad could it actually be like, wow, what a blessing had I not. And I'm dude, we're talking marriage. We're talking business. We're not just talking, you're clean and (laughs) jerk. Right. So I'm so, and I, and I've, we've had some crazy, um, you know, tough things in our life too. And I look back and I go, wow, if not for that I would never have had the opportunity to do this or that. And I think that's, I think that we need to shift our mind Mm -hmm. around that. I mean, Thomas Edison, like what, like ten? He figured out ten thousand ways not to make right. a light bulb. Yet we think that um, I'm going to launch a business. I'm going to launch a something, and it's going to be perfect right away. Sorry. And um, and we're also not willing to put the hard work into it. Yep. That's why I love Gary Vanderchuck, and I mm-hmm. love how he's just like, too. man, you got to grind. Yep. Like, I mean, like stop, stop. <laughs> and he obviously uses quite quite <laughs> yeah. the expletives yeah, on this thing. Right. Um, so that's good. And I, so moving on. So I think Justin Sue is probably if we talked about the top thing you've learned. Uh, from your guest. Would that be some of the stuff from Justin? Yeah. Some of the stuff
1: that he's gone through creating a growth mindset is really big too. Obviously I, I know I've mentioned mindset a lot, but just creating a growth mindset and everything that you do, um, and not a fixed mindset. And if you haven't read the book, uh, mindset by Carol Dweck, that's just that they lay, they check that out mm-hmm. and then come back to me. Cause you'll love everything that's in there. Um, yeah. another, another thing that I, that I've learned from my podcast that has really played a huge role in my life is, um, control what you can control. And to me, it's again, another just phrase that probably gets, it's like a buzzword. It gets muttered a lot. But I think if you really live your life controlling what you can control, it, it just simplifies everything for me. And this is something I've taken ownership of probably, I don't know, a year and a half, probably when I started podcasting. So about a year and a half ago, I really got this from starting to read the daily stoic and studying stoicism and getting into Ryan holiday stuff. And it's really made a huge impact on my life, Greg, because I, 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 it's easy for me to know, can I control this? Then why, why am I, why am I stressing about it? Put it away. Yep. And it comes and goes so much in our lives, whether you're faced with stress, you're faced with obstacles, sitting back, can I control this? Okay, I can. What can I do about it? I can't, let's not worry about this right now. So yeah. controlling what you can, what you can control, I think is just
0: powerful. Give me an example of prior to you understanding, cause it's like the serenity prayer, right? Like yeah. God gave me the ability to understand, you know, those things. So give me an example of something that, that you had no control over mm-hmm. and your lack of control like, was really tough for you.
1: Yeah, well, competing in CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. How about that? True. So, um, at the 2015, this is perfect. At the 2015 regionals, uh, we're poised to make the CrossFit Games. At that time, they take the top five. We're in Minneapolis, uh, we're in our hometown, and we're 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 a, we're a favorite, right? And we we should be able to make it to the games. The team that I'm on was on the games last year and placed third, so it's like no brainer.
0: Yeah.
1: We're having a good weekend. How uh, we get to Sunday, where it's uh, seven events. This is event six, and you know, it's a relay, right? So we do some snatches and then everybody's got to walk a hundred feet on their hands. One after another, I go first, next guy goes, blah, 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 blah. We get down to our last lady. And I kid you not, there's five feet left on the hundred foot handstand walk. She can't get it. She fails. She can't get it. Place goes nuts, right? She still can't get it. I mean, she's trying over and over and over because people are finishing left and right. Place is going nuts, right? We're sitting in third, ready to go. We're already packing our bags, thinking about Carson, California and she doesn't get it right we get time capped because of that we slide out to seventh we finish in sixth we miss the crossfit games could i control any of that certainly not yeah. right that that's that i wasn't out there it wasn't me it was her of course she felt terrible right yeah. there's a lot of emotions afterwards and the best thing we could do is obviously just help to pick her up and just know that it's going to be okay obviously we're gonna have another chance this next year etc but that was a situation where as much as i wanted to make the crossfit games for the first time in 2015 um, it wasn't in the cards. It wasn't in God's plan. And because of that, um, you know, back then I didn't know as well of the control you can control this back in twenty fifteen. But yeah. looking back, I think that was a moment, a very pivotal moment where I couldn't control what happened to her. It is what it is. It's not it's not on you. Let's yeah. let it go.
0: Wow, I could I could imagine you being that person and your team sitting there. She's gone ninety five feet. Yeah. And does she just, like her, she's just tapped. Her shoulders are done. Yeah, she's, she's gassed. She's I mean, there's a bunch
1: of stuff before that. And then if you know from CrossFit, when you do um, handstand walking, you have to have both hands over the red line. And interestingly enough, she got so close, Greg, that when she crossed the red line, one she had hands. one of her hands completely over and then fell. All she needed was <laughs> Oh, here. my word. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about you talk about pivotal moments, learning lessons, I yeah. mean, you're one hand away from who knows what would have happened. But, um, yeah, it's a very pivotal would, moment.
0: What's different in your life because of that one-handed lack of crossing the line, do you think?
1: Man, a lot. I think I was able to be surrounded by the other guys on my team who were very just good guys. And watching, I was new. I was the new guy. So watching them pick her up and be a teammate, learned a lot from that, just being able to always be there for them. And it's, it's, Greg, CrossFit is interesting on a team. I've always been a team athlete. You're working with females. There's some there's some stuff there that you gotta. It's not the same as your football team, right? True, true. There's A lot of emotions, a lot of words, there's a lot of things, and so when you're dealing with um, a male who goes through failure, it might be a different conversation than a female. And so That's just true. being able to talk through some of those things, deal with some of those emotions um, from a male versus a female standpoint, I think was something that I learned quite a bit, and and just to also learn at how. Each second is pivotal in CrossFit, yeah. right? If yep. you're if you're competing um, in, in the game of CrossFit, every second that goes by, people are finishing, and um, you know, in the back of my mind, sometimes I think about that when I'm training. Like, you got to finish, you got to finish, because uh, every second can be costly. So true. Yeah,
0: I, I think, yeah, that's definitely an example to look back and go, wow, what a what a pivotal time. And then and then who are you in that time of adversity, right? Because you can't train for that. I mean, uh, so I get a chance to work with a really cool wrestler, and when we were training for the world trials. So there's a wrestle off to see who from the United States represents the United States in the world championships. And uh, Jordan was, um, he had a scale in the locker room, mm-hmm. but the scale was a kilo off. So when he was cutting and in the sauna, he, and cause you go and you check yourself mm-hmm. and you're there. Mm-hmm. So then you go down to like the, the scale like where you flex your yep, muscles yep, yep. And, and he looks down he's one oh, kilogram, ah. just 2.2 pounds yep. over. So the referee looked at him and said, you have 30 minutes to make weight. If you don't make weight, you have forfeited your match. Like, how would you ever do that no. in a training session? No. It's impossible, no. right? So, so uh, it got to the point to where we were actually putting on different singlets. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking ounces <laughs> difference because you can only suck down so much, especially right. in 30 minutes. Right. I mean, that's a lot.
1: Right. You can't prepare for that, but what you can prepare for is those moments with within building your mindset. And I think, you know, obstacle is the way we talk about some of these Ryan holiday things. Although you can't replicate those moments in the gym per se, sometimes you can. Hey, I'm Dr. Greg Mojan,
0: the host of the daily dose with Dr. Greg. Thank you so much for watching our podcast. If you'd like to learn more about functional medicine, what it is and how it could impact you head on over to drgreg.health and sign up for a free discovery call where I jump into an in-depth conversation with you about your health challenges, what you've tried, what you haven't, and my approach to functional medicine. Let's get back to the show. Hey guys, Dr. Greg back here with the daily dose of Dr. Greg podcast, back with DJ Hillier, uh, back into the questions. I'm not sure we're going to get through all these questions. That's but all right. We're having some good conversation. Yeah. So, um, maybe we, maybe we have to do a, a second that's right. Yeah. We'll, Love to. <laughs> that's good. Uh, Another question from one of the members at the gym. What what keeps you going on those days when you just don't feel it?
1: Yeah, this is a common question, and and I admittedly have to say these days don't happen very often for me. They're few and far in between, and I know sometimes that may sound silly for some people, but I'm I feel like I'm just really focused on what I want, and I know exactly that the work and the the time that it takes to get there. And because of that, I really don't really get wavered that much, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Sometimes I do have those moments, and, and occasionally it's in the middle of the Minnesota winter when I could just stay in bed or stay exactly. inside and be warm. And I think what I the times that – or what helps me get through those times are you know, taking a second to think about what are my goals – you know what why do i want to do what I, why am i doing what i'm doing really focus on what are some of the other people doing right now you know the, the guy to your left and right they're training right now sometimes those types of things can help but i think that one of the best things to do is just surround yourself with people that are going to push you so if you're not feeling all day uh, at the gym, call up your friend that does push you. Hey, can you do this class with me? Yep. Boom, jump in with me. um I don't, I don't do the classes, so I train okay. alone. But if I can find somebody to train with me, those sessions may not be the best sessions, but they get you through. And to me, something is better than nothing. So, yeah. it, it, reflecting on your goals, going back to who you are and your why, and then also finding somebody to help you on that specific day. Yeah,
0: and and that someone is not you. It's not your spouse or your girlfriend. Yep it's usually someone that loves you enough not to take your BS and and get after it. Are you a goals guy? I mean, are you you like written down that, that type of thing? Yeah.
1: I mean, not written down, I guess. Um, that's a good question because people expect me to be, I think with being a coach and and things like that, but I don't have anything written down. No, no, nothing specific like that. I just, I know that I want to be the best athlete that I can be. I want to continue to compete at the highest level of the sport until I can't anymore. Um, or until other things, other priorities come into my life. And so I, I can work backwards and know what the work is to, to kind of get there. And I've been fortunate enough to be around the people that can push me I have a coach that um, is just excellent and can really program things for me that fits my schedule and I just really try to line things up accordingly so I live yeah the habits that I need to in order to get to the end that's goal
0: good I mean there's there's obviously research from like the 1920 um like in the 20s I think it was a, it was an Ivy League school where they talked about the people that actually had written down goals okay and uh, that's something that I've done in the past and you know like like um Grant Cardone and these people that are like the whole 10x mm-hmm. thing and I, so i like there's something for me about putting pen to paper and, mm-hmm. and having that. Sure. So that's something I know I need to get back to is, sure. is, you know, um, uh, some of like Zig Ziglar would always say, you know, um, if you don't know where the target is, it's, it's pretty easy to hit right. nothing. Right? right. So I think that's one thing I want to do a better job of, mm-hmm. uh, from that standpoint, you also talked about kind of like your why, or we call it your true north or your mm-hmm. mission. Like, do you have that defined?
1: It's good. That's a good question because, uh, in my podcast of 81 episodes, and I would say 15 of them, reference your why these people that I talk to these high performers and coaches and gym owners they're all big on the why Simon Sinek's book and and in the beginning I was just kind of like okay everybody talks about this but like and I noticed patterns and the why is so important do I have a, a definition word for word? No. But I do know that what fires me up and what kind of brings me back is I always wanna be, I wanna be the best athlete that I can be. Mm-hmm. I wanna be able to be something that's really important for me that I really think I've said out loud is that I really wanna be the best example for my members. And I wanna be able to show what does good fitness look like, good habits. And I really want to and again I've never really put this into words, so this yeah. is kind of fun for me to do, but yeah. I, I just wanna be an example for people to look at. And so whether it's me demoing movements or just showing what the sport or what fitness should look like, I want them to be able to look at that and i want to just put up a good example for people and, and sometimes that can be really motivating for me when i'm grinding deep in a workout yep. or on the assault bike i can think about that um, oftentimes and, and that and that can fire me up
0: is there a pressure for you to be um, a high-level competitive athlete so that you can be the face of your gym mm-hmm.
1: god that's a really good question greg i think there is yeah i do i i think there is um and luckily I've, it's been that way since the beginning so i haven't dealt with the pressure yet but when i stop competing or maybe i don't work out as hard or those types of things yeah. i could see that being in the future for sure but right now um, i'm just kind of enjoying being able to be at the level that i'm at
0: yeah i know like when we when we <clears throat> moved from omaha and and Castro bauer chose not to do the the event and I, I i didn't get a chance to chat with him about it but i bet like you know i think the reality because i know a lot of members of that gym mm-hmm. like they don't care because they know who he is they know who he is and they're not at that gym because he happens to be one of absolutely. the fittest men yep. on the earth absolutely and i think that's important because sometimes we get caught in this thing like like and even you know we have this imposter syndrome or even as a doctor mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like i have to have perfect health because if i don't have perfect health sure. then someone will think i'm a fraud yeah but the reality is uh, i don't have perfect health mm-hmm. um i'm a process and i think my process makes me a better
1: clinician absolutely 100 i think too it's funny because i thought that the members would really value going to the CrossFit games and going to these regionals. And at the time, you know, uh, a gym of close to 200 people, maybe 60 or 70 are really familiar with like, man, that's, there's about 130 people that are still like, how was your weekend? I'm like, dude, What do you mean? Like I was competing. They're like, Oh, congratulations. How (laughs) was it? Where was it? You know? So uh, it's just you, you think because, or sorry, I think because I'm in the world of the competitive crossfit that everybody is in it as well. And they know what I'm doing, but a lot of the people don't. And whether I compete or not, I think we have such a great community that they really don't care. And I think there's only a, there's a very, very small amount of people that are at the gym because they've heard about, you know, me or going to the games. They want to be coached by me. It's very, very, very small, maybe three to four people. So I I think everybody else is there for a bigger mission.
0: Um, I, that's such a true statement i think i over the years because i'm an olympic gold medals gold medalist doctor mm-hmm. i have like less than a handful of people sure. that have come to me that's just not the majority that. right right and that goes back to some of the stoic work about mm-hmm. ego absolutely Ego's right? enemy, right? Right. ego mm-hmm. is the enemy right ego is the enemy oh my gosh and it's funny because it's something i've really battled with in my life and and by the way if you haven't if you've listened to this and you've never heard of ego is the enemy yeah. the obstacles the way stillness is the key clutch clutch absolutely. reads i mean to understand like like e- the, the gist of ego is the enemy is I'm second, mm-hmm. right? If it you, all relates. You can grasp that. Mm-hmm. And it's tough, right? Because I mean, I'm a business owner, you're a business owner. We're supposed to have um, things that make it good, yet yet we're still supposed to put ourselves second. So there's that battle. This world says, you're the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you do it, whatever you want, whenever you want. Don't ask questions, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yet the reality is, is because of who we are and whose we are, We've taken this no like i'm i'm a servant and what does that look like mm-hmm. and uh that's just i don't know for you but that's a struggle bus for me on, absolutely on a and, just, and just being
1: humble too like <laughs> there's times just just speaking really openly here and there's times that i've coached classes and in my head i'm like i could do that or you know the, the heaviest guy does his back squat i'm like i put on 100 more pounds then i'll do it right and and you kind of yeah. battle that a little bit but at the end of the day i, I said i actually said it in class yesterday because somebody back squat four or five for, for six. Right. And then another kid came up to me and he said, man, it's funny though, because you could do that. And I said, yeah, I could. He goes, and, but then I said, but it's not about me. Right. Th- this whole, this whole thing here is not yeah. about me. And this, the, the second that as a coach, you can, if you're high level or not, the second you can separate that and know that this hour has nothing to do with you at all. And, True. and realistically the gym has nothing to do with you. And Andrew's really done a good job at, you know, from the top, really just instilling that in all of us that this is not about us. This is about the members. And I think that's why we've had so much success at the gym. So
0: a little plug to coach Andrew. I mean, what a, what a heart, Mm -hmm. what a servant's heart, what a a mindset of what's best for this thing. And and even what you guys have walked through in the last craziness with COVID and, and CrossFit and all those things. I mean, what an opportunity to, I truly believe that true colors shine under pressure 100%. and, and we've seen some really cool things yeah. happen, not Thank only you. from, from leadership, mm-hmm. but we've also seen the family of my five come together in a way that I was like, Holy cow, like making boxes yeah. and just this, Incredible. this nipness of it. I, w- I would, I would, because I, I have a business mindset like mm-hmm. you, I'd be curious of come, of your gym compared to other gyms, of the percent of of memberships that stayed intact sure. during that yeah. time, I would be curious too. Um, just because I think that is a tr- a really true measure yeah. of the heart of the basis yeah. of what's happening 100%. inside of that thing. So, so that's cool. So we actually have a little bit of a clinical question. Okay, uh, from one of on one of the guys. Yeah, um, um, it was actually inflammation ads versus facts. Did you have any thoughts per se on yeah, that? Yeah. you
1: know, uh, I'm the first one also to say that if I have a question come my way, I also want, I always want to refer it to somebody that is much more knowledgeable. So I'm, I will refer this one to you for sure. But I think sure. the, the first thing that comes to my mind is something like inflammation is that it's a big buzzword and people like to yeah. throw it around um, a lot. And my little known sense about inflammation is I kind of relate it to stress in a little bit. And what I mean by that is I don't think you can get rid of stress or inflammation completely. And I also don't think it's the devil. I think you have to have a little bit of that for growth Absolutely, um, in different ways. And, and, and so I, I, if somebody were to tell you, you have some inflammation in your body, I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, I need to do this, this, and this, some inflammation is okay. Absolutely. And I would just be a little bit careful about, you know, some of the supplements, which I'm sure you can go down some of the supplements that are out there yep. and just some of the, you know, it's a, it's an easy word uh, to throw into different conversations to scare people. And I think you just got to be careful about who's saying it and, you know, do you trust the source it's coming That's from That's so
0: true and i this this is not this podcast isn't about me but i'll give i'll give two cents um inflammation is, is a natural healthy process of the body it's designed for the healing process mm. you need to have inflammation um this kind of goes into control what you can control absolutely. like there are things that that are absolutely known to cause inflammation that we can control that are really not necessary sugar mm-hmm. number one and number two what, what most people don't think about is damaged fats mm. so damaged fats actually stick around in your body for two weeks Wow. And, and, and damaged fat would be things, and many of these things are considered to be healthy. So I, I apologize if, if this ruffles some feathers, but like you go to Whole Foods and you buy their salad dressing, the first ingredient is soybean oil. Mm-hmm. Well, soybean oil is a damaged fat. Got it. Um, you know, some people ask me like, hey, what, what's your take on beef? You know, that the big game changer, mm-hmm. yeah. thing, which which by the way um, was, was paid for by, companies that make, you know, plant-based things. I'm not, I'm not pro or con anything, because that's the next question is about like, you know, experts opposing their opinions. Though we know, for example, people are like, what's, what's, what's your take on beef? And I said, i love it. And I hate it. It (laughs) depends, right? If the cow was raised in the feedlot and, and, and set and crap up to its knees and ate corn and you eat that hamburger, it's going to, it's a damaged fat. It's going to cause inflammation. Yet, if you go and eat the the hamburger from a cow that got to graze on grass and be free range and live its life the way that I think God raised cows to live, it can actually be anti-inflammatory. So we do know that inflammation is really a root cause of a lot of things. Inflammation can go over the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are good tests for this. So I'm I'm a big don't guess test kind of guy. But should you have inflammation after a workout? Absolutely. Absolutely. And should your body be able to clear inflammation quickly? Absolutely. But you can't it's, 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 a natural process. That's why even there's some people that say like, icing, don't do it. Like you have to honor mm-hmm, that initial mm-hmm, icing, uh, mm-hmm. inflammatory process. But anyway, so I'm going to, I'll jump off my, uh, <laughs> information. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's important to understand. And also, um, the more I learn about the body, the more I realize that I don't know anything about the body. Um, because <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, we just learned six months ago that, that the mitochondria don't just cause energy. They can also be a battleship, but they can't be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, sometimes unlearning, is real learning Absolutely. and I think and that's, it never ends either. Oh dude, I think <laughs> um, if, if you ever catch yourself, if you're listening to this, you ever catch yourself saying, I already know that, mm-hmm check yourself. Absolutely. Right. That's, yep. I mean, that's red flag. Oh dude. So, <laughs> all right. Next question. Yep. How do you decide what quote unquote truth to believe when two experts base their opposing beliefs on peer reviewed re- pressure? I, I put pressure, but it's
1: peer reviewed research. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, honestly, I haven't had this yet. I haven't had people, you know, go at it. I, I interview one person at a time, so it's never like a debate show, but I have had some things that, you know, one person will say, and then another person will say something else from podcast to podcast. And I like to take the, it's kind of a growth mindset in a way, but I like to just think that every single person I talk to, whether it's a podcast or not on a podcast, has something to offer. I don't think somebody's all bullshit. I don't think somebody's all, you know, all knowing, but I think every single person on this earth has something to give, something to teach. And because of that, I just, I try not to judge, I try not to disagree, but rather if I talk to you for an hour, there's going to be something I'm going to take out from you. And there's there's probably going to be something I I disagree and that's okay. And so for me, um, I, I try not to say it's her versus her, him versus him. It's like, I like a little bit of this. I like a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important for us to, uh, if we disagree with one comment from someone, not to discount them completely, you know, uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones, Mm -hmm. take what you think is there for you. Now, Um, I, I love research Mm -hmm. and I'm, I probably know too much about research. (laughs) So in regards to this question, I'm going to give just two cents. So number one, most research is paid for Mm -hmm. by somebody. So there's a, there's a a motive potentially inside of it, especially when we look at products, supplements, um, clinical components. And then the biggest thing I think people need to understand is the research wasn't done on you. Mm -hmm. I I use the term N of one. Mm So you are an N of one, um, what you need is different from somebody else. Absolutely. Now, I believe we all need air and water and sure. love and connection. Yet, do you need to take curcumin with black pepper? Right. I don't know. Right. Well, you can test for that. So right. that's so. When I see this type of research thing, um, and, and it's also built, uh, important for people to understand that that research isn't always the truth necessarily. It's not like oh, because mm. it was in research, it's perfect. I like, that. Mm-hmm. like we need to be mindful that that, um, most of it's biased.
1: Yes. And different things work for different people. You, you, you talk right. about a research type things and, and some of the, you know, supplements, things like that, but also from a exercise type thing, right? CrossFit works for us. It doesn't work for this person, this person. And I think that's what I've learned so much about, you know, uh, these recording, all these podcasts is everybody does something different and that's okay. If yes. you're happy, if you're seeing success, if you're, you know, getting closer to your fitness goal, all good. Keep doing your thing. And I think if we can get away from judging people or trying to be like, you're all, like you said, you're not all wrong. I just disagree. Do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. And, and, and if you're, it's okay, if you're not doing my thing. Yes. Right. Sure. I mean, I mean, for example, I did an Ironman triathlon 12 sure. years ago. Yeah. This physique is not designed to do an Ironman triathlon. Um, I obviously do much better with strength sure. and, and short, hard stuff. So, yeah. so, all right, we've got the research behind us. Cool. Phew. <laughs> um, let's see, here we go. Being your place of employment is also where you work out. How do you separate the two? And we've talked about this a little bit. You've got, so you have your own coach.
1: I do. Yeah. And this is a great question because it's something that I've, I've struggled with before because I'll spend hours and hours at the gym where I, you know, I'm only working half of them, but I'm working out the other half. And there's a couple of things that I think have helped me along the way. Um, One, it's, I I work out at a time when the gym is pretty empty. I'm I obviously work out by myself, which has its own different challenges, but I think. A finding time when there's no distractions, and yes, there are plenty of times where people come in and I want to chit chat and do my thing, but I I know that I need to be focused on on my training during that time. So so one piece of advice, is just try to find try to find some time when the gym is pretty empty. Another thing too that's kind of silly, but I no matter what, I always change my clothes. So I'll be coaching class, and you might have picked up on this, but if uh, I coach from twelve to one, I know I'm working out from one to four. I will always go to the bathroom, change my clothes, and it's all it's almost like. I got my body armor on. Now it's time to so go. True. You're almost getting into that like zen State a little mind, bit. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yep. For me, that helps. You put your compression inside on, you put your shoes on. Now I'm ready to go. And so for me, it's just that it, I had to put it in there because it's something so small. But if that can help you kind of flip the switch, um, that can be really important. I know.
0: So I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. And Tony me Robbins too. has this what he calls incantations mm-hmm. before he goes on to stage. And I've done a lot of public speaking. And yep. I've, I've learned that I need to you know, prep myself and Mm -hmm. change my physiology because the person that was shaking hands and saying hi is not the person that needs to be on the stage to influence and change people's lives. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's so good. I've had a chance
1: to actually see him out in San Jose. We did a three, three day weekend Uh, seminar and it was incredible. I have goosebumps. He's awesome.
0: On my, on my walk this morning, I really feel like, uh, at the time in our life, I'd love to have my wife and my daughter experience that because the reality is he's not super healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's been doing this for a very long time and, uh, I'm not sure how much longer he should be on the stage. So it'd be one of those things to say, yeah, I probably should have done that. And I I never did. Mm -hmm. So cool. Cool. So, uh, What is the book that you've given the most as book or audible that you've given most as a gift and why?
1: Yeah, so I'm not a big book guy, and so I don't I haven't really given books before. But I, I, the book that has uh, that had the biggest impact on me was uh, the Five Love Languages by Gary mm-hmm. Chapman. And some people kind of scoff at that, and you're like, oh, I thought you're gonna give me some fitness book, but you know what? The <laughs> five the five love languages I think encompasses everything that you need. And as a coach, as a husband, as a wife, you know, any path that you're down, I think understanding that people see love differently, um, I think is really important. People see, um, you know, even coaching cues differently. There's not one way to communicate with somebody and that. I read that at a pivotal time in my life. I think I was just out of college and still trying to figure out who I was and et cetera. And that was something that really opened my eyes about how to communicate with others, how to communicate cool. with, you know, your significant other and just yep. people at the gym. So yeah, the five level love languages is a quick read by Gary Chapman. I think it's just, uh, again, it's not probably what most people would think I would say, but oh. I really like it.
0: It's super meat and potatoes though. And yeah. It's super applicable. So Ashley's love languages
1: are what? Uh, she's all about physical touch. And mine is the opposite so, so <laughs> hers true. is number that number one number five but again if i didn't read that book or have her read that book before we were um together how would i know that and sure. i think i almost think like it's a cheat code it's a shortcut right like what what a great opportunity so for you to learn about somebody else rather than get two or three years down the road and you're like oh wait like you don't like gifts so i thought you it's just mind uh, blowing sometimes i can
0: write a book about not understanding that i thought <laughs> yeah. I could still after. Yeah. so give me an example so how do you what does that mean to her Um, and how do you have to, like, what's your mental cue? Like, does she like to, to have her back rub? Do you hold her hand? Like, what is that? How do you know that you're doing that? And how,
1: yes, it's, it's, it's funny because her top two are my bottom two. Right. And so for me, I got to step out of my comfort zone a little bit to, to meet those. And so her top two are physical touch and, um, quality time. And for me, I had thought that quality time was just being in the same room. I thought, hey, we're hanging out, or whatever. You're on your phone, I'm on the computer, whatever. We're watching this, and I quickly found out that that's not the quality time that that was needed. And so I've tried to do. I'm still, this is not, I'm not perfect. Trying to get better at this is yeah. at a certain time of the night, usually about seven 30, we both put our phones to the side and now we're hanging out with each other. We're more focused on, you know, our days and communicating and hanging out rather than having the the distractions. And I think that has improved our relationship a lot because that's how she sees quality time. I don't see it that way, but this is not my love language. It's hers. And so I need to be able to match that. And I think that's really important um, just to realize that, you know, again, it's not about you. It's about her. So you got to meet her halfway.
0: Okay. So if she's touched quality time, what are your top two?
1: Yeah. So I like, uh, affirmation. Um, so just, just, you know, the, I love you is the quotes. There's the, you know, just being able to tell you how much I appreciate you. I think that's really important. And then, um, the acts of service is, is my bit, my big number two. And so, you know, whether simply just taking out the trash or just doing something for me, that's going to help me out during my day is really important. And she has picked up on that and, and noticed that. And again, it's just, it brings us both closer to know that, um, both of those things are at the top. And then, and then, you know, in my in past relationships or just growing up, maybe I saw this for my parents, but I always thought gift giving was a big part of relationships. I don't know. It's just my past experience. And, and I quickly found out after reading the book that her gift giving is number five. doesn't matter. I don't, I don't need any gifts. I don't see love that way. And here I am like trying to impress wow. and trying to do these things. Right. Yeah. But you don't know what you don't know. So for some people, they might see that and they go, Oh my God, I love it. This my, this is my number one. Right. Yes, sure. But, um, funny funny enough that that that's that's not how she sees love she would much rather you know have a date night just us two no phones than me buy her something
0: so good that's so good yeah, yeah. i, I uh, and then wait till you have kids man so <laughs> like, like like touch is I, i'm not a big touch guy sure. um but uh, our, our second child, his first love language is legit on touch. Yep. Like he wants to like sit beside you and I'm just like, <laughs> that's bro, actually, like, that's actually too. what is up? I like know. you gotta, so like when he you was and younger well. and I would tuck him in, I would, I'm a big dude. Yep. I would, I would smush him yeah. and he would love it. Yep. I would literally like lay on him, grab the sides of the mattress and like <laughs> press myself into him. And he loved it. Oh, yeah. And I was like. Man, yeah. And had I not had the understanding of love languages, I'd have thought like he had a few loose something screws going on. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Right? So that was so good. I I appreciate that. And I think if 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 you're watching this and you haven't read that book or gone, I mean, I'm sure there's even online quizzes. Oh that you yeah, can do. absolutely. It is super impactful, and mm-hmm. not just for 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 um, your wife and your spouse or your husband, even people that like you that you work with or you work for to mm-hmm. understand, like I'm also a words of affirmation guy, man, yep. say something nice yep. about me in front yep. of other people and buttons will pop yeah. off my chest. Yeah. And Dude,
1: you and me are the same, man. Cause my, my bottom is, is physical touch as well. So I'm, yeah. I totally understand.
0: Yeah. So I so, so get that. Yeah. Um, I love it. All right. Cool. What purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months?
1: Oh man, you know what? I was thinking about this and I just kept thinking and thinking and I couldn't really come up with anything, but I did recently just buy um, one of my weaker movements in, in CrossFit is is double unders. And so my coach recommended I buy it's a weighted jump rope. It's called a Zeus rope. Okay. Um, and they use it at some at some CrossFit events. And so my goal is to use this weighted jump rope to help my normal jump roping. So I just sure. bought it and I just used it for the first time yesterday and I can already I can just feel that this is gonna help. And so th- this is it's a silly thing, but it's fifty bucks and this first thing that came to my mind and I'm excited to use is it. Is
0: that from are this RX? Is that Yes, RX Smart Gear. Yeah,
1: so so it's not the same as the one we have at the gym. They're they're actually weighted down, so like a pound and a half. But um, yeah, it's, it's got just, a really thick rope. Really too, thick right? rope. Yeah. yeah. So it's supposed just those. supposed to help your shoulder endurance and things like that. And I'm 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 interested to see. I'm always open minded on different training modalities. Yeah. Just interested to see how it carries over.
0: Yeah, we got to meet uh, the owners uh, when we lived in Hawaii. Oh, sweet! They're just they're good people. Okay, cool. They do have a heart for the sport. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they get they they found a niche yep. called this thing called a double under, mm-hmm. probably soon to be a triple under. <laughs> yep. And yeah, there's some neat aspects cool. with with what they do with that. So very cool. Um, probably one of my favorite questions is how has failure or a parent, apparent failure. Such so you for success.
1: Yeah, I think I don't, you know, I've been, I'm very fortunate that I haven't, and this is just being candid with you, Greg, I haven't had a lot of big failures in my life. I've been very fortunate to just have a, just such a blessed life and be around some great people. Yeah. But I think the, instead of the failures, perhaps, I think it's the way that I view the failures that helps me out quite a bit. And, you know, if you, if you're looking for an exact one, I think, you know, I was in a, pretty messy relationship before the one I'm in right now. And at the time I thought that, you know, this is the end of the world or whatever, you know, this is, this is how life is going to be, but God, you know, brings somebody else in your life. That's such a, such a perfect match. And so I think, you know, just speaking to a lot of men out there, I think can relate to a lot of this is that, um, relationships can be failures and that's okay. But how you learn from them, I think is so important. And usually I would say 99% of the time it happened for a reason. And somebody better is be going to be coming into your life afterwards. Yeah. And I think there's just some power that needs to be said, especially for the men's side of things that maybe don't like to talk about this kind of stuff that, um, it's okay. <laughs> don't to, be vulnerable. Come on now. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to learn from your failures. But sure. a, and like we said in the beginning, reflect on the failures, no matter what they are, big or small, because a failure is not a bad thing. I think that's where growth happens.
0: Yeah. And I think there's an expectation, right? You date somebody and and kind of with our mindset, you had this date with potential this person being your spouse. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then you had all these expectations sure. and then they didn't happen. So. And then you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. like what went down here? Yep. When in reality who you are now with your current relationship is different than had you not had that experience. So. Yeah, you need
1: to go through those, right? I mean, you need to go through those bad times because if I didn't, I wouldn't know what I know now. And I wouldn't have read the book, The Love Language. I wouldn't have done some of these things to help me propel myself to be a better person. So you have That's to go so through good. those.
0: All right, man, it's billboard time. So you have a billboard <laughs> in, in the most prevalent place. Maybe it's Times Square. Mm-hmm. And you can put on it whatever you want to. So metaphorically can speak to a billion people. Yeah. What's it going to say?
1: This is awesome. So I ask this at the end of my podcast and then for 81 episodes and it's fun to hear what, it, what people have to say and it really catches them off guard. Actually, it's kind of funny because they do such a great job in the interview. They get to the end, they're like, and oh, God, I've, never, I've never thought about this. <laughs> um, two, two quotes come to mind. First is control what you can control. We already talked about that. I think that's yep. just a, something that you should be able to drive down and read and you're like, man, I, I get that. I understand that. But another quote I think that's really prevalent right now is I'd like to just put out is you do you. And it's something that's so important to me because I think everybody's on a different path everybody's doing different things, especially right now, right? You talk, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You got all these different things going on in the world. I just think everybody needs to just, you do you, you do you, I'm gonna do me and let's just, let's just live our lives. And I think there's so much deeper value. I could probably go on for a while about that, but I think there's just some depth into you do you.
0: Well, and I think that's important because, and what is you? Right? What is you? Mm-hmm. What is me? Yeah. Do we have the time to actually? Yeah. Look at that.
1: Exactly. Oh man, that, I didn't even think about. I didn't even you think know? about that. So yeah. Like,
0: like for example, and, and again, I, I look at you know from a Christian standpoint. You know, the Bible says love God, mm-hmm. and then it says love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And people forget those last two words, mm-hmm. as yourself. Yep. So the question is, how are you loving yourself? Mm-hmm. But as you, I think I think that's that's a conversation that some people don't ever have. Mm-hmm. They want their the you is who other people want them to be. Yes. The you is, yeah. is so that they can be inside the corporate world and climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. The you is they know that they have this heart's call in their life yet. They have, maybe they have a good job and they have, they have these things going for them. I, the term I use in the book that I'm writing is called the poopy diapers. Okay. Right. So, and I've, I have five kids, so I've changed a few poopy <laughs> diapers in my life. But the reality is when my kids, when they got old enough to kind of grasp, grasp the concept of potty training, Um, and my daughter, Lindley, that girl, she's amazing, but she would literally, um, she would go into the corner and she'd poop in her diaper, (laughs) but she also knew how I would respond. I didn't beat her. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I just said, you know, baby, where does poopy go in the potty, daddy Mm -hmm. or in the toilet? And and I was like, well, why don't you do it? But the reality was, I realized that, that, um, she knew that she wouldn't get in trouble, Mm -hmm. that, um, it was, that, that it was warm and soft and comfortable and it was hers. Mm -hmm. So she was nothing there and that she had people conditioned around her, and she knew how there would be a response to it. So she was comfortable staying in her shitty diaper. Right. So but now fast forward to adulthood, mm-hmm. and people are not doing what the God's called them to do. They're in relationships that are toxic, and they know that, yet they've also trained people how to respond to them. Um, they're fat, sick, and nearly dead, and they get it because they have a closet full of those clothes, yep. but they know that they're called for something else, mm-hmm. but they just don't do it. Right. So yep. that's that whole, I'd, I'd love to... Um and that's you know, people do this like, oh, like if there were no rules and money wasn't the object and you couldn't fail. Exactly.
1: What you do you what'd you do? So all right, let's take another break. Okay. Um,
0: we're gonna jump out, we got a few questions left, and uh, this is good stuff, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm Dr. Greg Moj, I'm the host of a daily dose with Dr. Greg. If you'd like to learn more about functional medicine, about what it is, about how I treat patients all around the world, head on over to ww.drgregg.health. Check out some of my videos. You can also sign up for a free discovery call where we get to sit down and have an authentic conversation about you and your health goals. Thank you so much for watching the podcast. Now back to the show. All right. Hey, we're back. Um, back with DJ Hilliard and jumping through our questions. What a neat conversation. What a, what a, this has been neat to just hopefully come alongside people. And if you're listening to this, I hope that you've been like, oh my gosh, like I, that, that thing about um, you do you Mm -hmm. and, and man, what is you? Gosh, like that's, that's that's deep, that that (laughs) in and of itself. And it's a little bit scary. Like if some people really had quiet time Mm -hmm. and, and what I would love is, and I'm sure these things are out there, like how could there be like a guided journey Mm -hmm. to know like, who is you? And then for someone, and then also like to have a support system for someone to realize like, Holy shit, I have not been me my entire life. (laughs) Right. Like oh my gosh! Like what do I do now? Yep. And and then and then also for us that we know who we are, um, you know, to make sure that we're that we're dialed into that. But oh, that's that's bananas. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, ma'am. Um, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Now, investment could be time, money. Uh, it could be energy. It doesn't mean that you like were an early investor into
1: Uber or Facebook. Or yeah, Facebook. Would I, w- cool? I wish. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is starting my own podcast. I know we've talked about this quite a bit, but it's just it's just been something that's really changed my life. And it's an investment that I made you know, financially, but also put a lot of time into it, right? Yep. You know, you have to get the guests and then record the shows. and Then you have to get future guests. And you always have to have some in the bank. So it's been a huge investment, but it's really um, helped develop me as a person, coach, and athlete, and a business owner. And so, yeah, I'd probably say just, just being able to you know, take that leap, start my own podcast, go independent and, um, you know, just see where it goes.
0: In regards to podcasts for you, what has been, what, like, what's the one part of it that you're like, ugh, like that's the part I like the least.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, a couple parts. I think the first one is when you get denied, that's a part of it. You know, you're going to reach out to a bunch of people and they're going to be busy. And some people are just going to politely say no. And that's just not a fun feeling sometimes, but interestingly enough how you know this whole conversation has been talking about control you control some of the people that have most of the people that have denied me or politely said no a couple weeks later i'm like you know that wasn't a fit actually so kind of thankful for that so it's interesting how some of those things come about and then also sometimes you know being real candid with you sometimes you get stood up some of these people are very busy people and they, you know they only have a certain amount of time or communication something happens and they they forget or something you're sitting there waiting for them to jump on the zoom call and you know sometimes that happens and yeah. that's a part of the process but uh that's probably the not so fun part of things is is uh you know getting stood up or they forget about it or having to schedule or reschedule
0: yeah do you think that like so in that whole stood up thing do you have like a communication queue where you send them messages and you kind of you help them out because you obviously these people are busy yeah do you feel like you do a good job of do you
1: mean like um, bringing them in the show or what do you
0: know like hey um just a quick reminder remember we're on tomorrow at nine yeah and And then like hey man we're on in an hour just making sure that you're set up yeah
1: and it's something that i think recently i've gotten better at because i've found a way now to get it on the google calendar for them then they get the reminder which is which is more helpful i used to just send an email and say this is what time or whatever so just some logistical things i've definitely helped on that but another piece of it too a lot of people i talk to have are in different time zones around the world so being able to like you know, graph that out can sometimes uh, have its challenges, but yeah. no, most times that stuff doesn't happen, right? It's, there's a very few and far in between. Um, it's more, it's mostly just a blessing to be able to talk to these people. And usually if something happens, they're quick to say, Hey, can we reschedule for next week?
0: Yeah. And have you ever had an awkward podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Gosh, I've done 81 of them. They can't all be home runs. I've had some that were terrible and like, I, this is painful. yeah. Or, or I know that if I'm talking or if I'm in the podcast and I'm, I'm bored, then my listeners <laughs> are bored. And I've had a few of those, but I, I think, everybody has had a a few of those you know my dad is a motivational speaker he's been doing it for almost 30 years and he has had you know talks and times in his life where he's you know had bad ones and those are going to happen but it's how you bounce back and and those are going to happen you can't you know the best athletes in the world aren't perfect and neither are public speakers or podcast hosts do you
0: still publish the bad ones
1: yeah i do i think um You know, again, they're few and far in between. They they were more in the beginning of my career. And at the time I was more concerned about having consistency than missing a week. Um, But really I I would say maybe one, two or three that weren't so good. But interestingly enough, um, I had one that I didn't think went well. A couple of people were like, man, that wasn't so great. But then I had somebody call me and tell me, I loved that episode. I'm in the same sport as the guy. And I learned a lot about that episode. And I'm like, It's not about you. It's not about me. (laughs) That's so true. So anything that you put out can affect somebody positively in some way. You never know. And I think that's important for people that are doing
0: podcasts is, yes, we all have our own personal brand. There is a bent of this to to build our brand. Mm -hmm. Yet I I bet that if we had authentic conversations with, I call them the two beer conversations. Like we're going to have two beers. Mm You're going to let your guard down. You're Mm going to tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. That um, those that are truly there to bless others, get the most out of it. Absolutely. Right. So that, that's, that is so neat. That's Mm -hmm. cool, man. I love it. Um, What's your next purchase for
1: the podcast world? my next purchase yeah. um man yeah. looking around i might yeah. have to get some of this stuff there's some, sh- there's some there's some cool swag man yeah man um you know i'm 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 a i'm a one man band it's tony and i tony does all my um editing and things like that okay. so i have a pretty simple setup i have my computer i have a little bit of a of a room that i have some you know soundproof items that help uh the the sound and then i record it on zoom i send it to him he takes it from there so i'm very yeah. blessed in the sense of i don't really do much other than interview him but um yeah i think the next things would just just try to be improving these the sound quality and getting some more equipment and things like that. But, yeah. um, yeah, really it's just continuing to make sure that I'm consistent every single week. Yeah. You're not a gift guy. So there's no, <laughs> yeah, right.
0: stuff. that's cool, man. Um, all right. So that's investments. All right. So we, we, you, you alluded to this earlier in our podcast, Yeah, your unusual or absurd habit that you love. Yeah,
1: this is so weird. And I, and I read this out loud and my girlfriend actually was able to say it without even thinking about it. And so then I have to say it on, on, yeah. on the live, but, um, I always wear a watch. And Greg, I always, I do something weird where if I'm in a line or if I'm going to be somewhere for a long time, I always time things. (laughs) And I don't know if it's my CrossFit self because everything's timed at the gym, but man, it is so weird. And do I do anything with it? No, but sometimes I'll go to Chipotle across the street and it's a long line. I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to time this. (laughs) It's just the weirdest thing, dude. But I, uh, I, I time things
0: that is hilarious. It's bizarre. Yeah. That is bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So you wear like like, you got like an old school polar, yeah, yeah. polar watcher. Are it. you a heart rate guy too?
1: I am. Yeah. As of recently. So I have a heart rate monitor and my coach will prescribe some things like, Hey, I want you to do 30 minutes in this zone or things like that. It's not every day. Maybe, yep. maybe once every two weeks. Sure. Yeah, no, I
0: dig. I, so when I did my Ironman, it was all heart rate sure. based and it was super beneficial and I love I love heart rate. Are you, are you are you a tech guy? Do you like technology? Are you do you think it's more of a, of a burden than a blessing? Or uh,
1: like I, like I said before, I think everything has a little bit of positivity. Every, everything can help you a little bit, bits and pieces. But I think your body can tell you more than technology can. And I think, you know, I had Brian McKenzie on the show a couple weeks ago and he's really big into breath work and that you don't need the technology. Yes, you can use it, but it's not everything. I think sometimes the technology can lead you astray. Sometimes it can show you, Hey, you're super recovered and really you're beat to shit or vice versa. So I think the better you can know your body, the better off you're going to be.
0: That's so good. So, um, usually I I can tell with people like tech, I look at watches. I look at sure. phones. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm an early adopter. I mm-hmm. like new technology, though the reality is you get caught in a rat race so quick. Yep. And, and I think what comes with that is this concept of just being, um, you know, you're just, you're never satisfied. Mm-hmm. And there's this discontentment. Oh, interesting. That this world really right. just. And because you're
1: relying on another. Number.
0: Or or no like I'm talking more stuff. Okay. Right? Like the oh, new, oh, sure, the, sure, sure. the new things yeah. come out now. So yeah, okay. therefore your old piece of shit is yes. obsolete 100%. and you're no good. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the newest, whatever. Mm-hmm. And companies like Apple, I mean, have capitalized Absolutely. on that like mad. So I think it's important and my wife would be like, gosh, I hope my husband's listening to himself on yep. this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. because that would be pretty right. bananas. So yeah, the timing thing's cool. I, I think that's it's
1: interesting. <laughs> it's weird, but uh, hey, I, uh, it's unusual. Do you
0: have any pet peeves?
1: Um, Complaining. I can't stand it, Greg. I, I am so big about it. I I came out with a, a t-shirt line about never, never whine, never complain, never make excuses. Um, And my girlfriend would be the first to say some of these questions you have to ask other people because they'll tell you what oh, your yeah. what your pet peeves are my pet peeve is complaining and I'm in a gym where it happens. It's just, it's kind of a place where whether it's banter, whether it's whatever, it's easy to do. Um, and it's something that just bothers the heck out of me. I just think there's a lot of, uh, language and mindset things that can go without complaining. And I am a firm believer that the words that you put out is going to affect, um, your next task.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) Um, past five years, new belief, behavior, habit that's most improved your life.
1: Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Um, to, I, I took a two prong approach here. I think first is my mindset. I think I'm constantly growing and improving my mindset every you know every single day. I think I'm getting better. At least I'm trying to. And so I would say my mindset. And then another thing that's really improved um, that came a little bit later in the night. I was thinking about this was my communication skills, um, both speaking and listening having the podcast, I think has been a great platform for me to be able to be better at conversations. Um, Not that I was bad before, but I just think I'm at a better conversationalist and I'm also a better listener because I understand I'm very, very, very firm about when I'm doing my podcast to be a very good listener, not to talk over my guests. Just like you said, the podcast is not about you, it's about them. And so I've taken that mantra into my life, into the gym and other places where, you know, I, I don't, like talking about myself this this whole setup is very unique for me i don't i've only done a few podcasts where i've been interviewed i'm much more comfortable in your seat talking to others and that kind of plays a big role at the gym too because you don't a lot of times people don't hear um, me talk about myself at the gym my accolades, whatever. It's not about me, it's about you. And I will constantly, if somebody asks me something about me, I'll just deflect it and say, well, what do you think, Or I'll, I'll go back to you because I'm just so yeah. firm about um, making sure that I'm listening. And um, you know, you're listening to hear them, not listening just because you, you need to speak.
0: So many times, some people just wait to get their words in, they don't even hear, right? I think there's a reason why we have two years. Absolutely, one 100%, mouth. I love that quote. That's so good. Um, so you and Andrew have similar facial hair, um has it was that been since day one or have you guys planned that? No,
1: um Andrew Francis Sanders. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, he no, he uh I haven't had this at all. No, this is kind of still somewhat new, but he's always he's always rocked the beard and never had any hair on top. I, it, when I met him, he was bald, but right beforehand he had a little bit of hair and then he decided in twenty twelve he's gonna done with it. But no, yeah, we have a uh, we got a little bit in common, but, but I yeah, can't like, get like, what he's got. Like
0: this similar, like really beefy yeah. bottom goatee. Yeah. He's thing. got it
1: more than I do, man, and he's been able to grow it really big, but uh we'll see. We'll see in later time.
0: throw that one out there. Um, so, so I, I like this one because I, you know, from a clinical standpoint, I worked with a lot of high school and college Mm -hmm. athletes. So what advice would you give a smart driven young person about to enter the real world?
1: Yeah, these are, these are, this is a really good question. And I think there's a couple of things. One is find a mentor. And I am really a big believer in if you know where you want to go, or you have an idea at a young age, Find somebody that's living that life and replicate it. Be around them, talk to them, interview them. Um, and that's kind of what I do with my podcast. I I, I bring people in that I kind of want to be like and I want to emulate in in some senses. And that that's what I'm doing. I'm selfishly trying to grab these things from these people. And so, I think finding a mentor is really crucial. Surrounding yourself with them and asking them questions. If you were me, what would you what would you do so differently? True. Like they have so much more wisdom than you. And I'm I'm 27 and I definitely don't have it all figured out. I'm still asking people older than me and people that I want to be like on my podcast, what would you do if you were me, yeah. et cetera. So I think it's super important to find a mentor or find somebody that you want to be like. And then another thing I think that's very important that's a little bit underestimated is surround yourself with people who bring the best out of you and the people that you want to be like. I think it's really hard to be a really successful CrossFit athlete if you surround yourself with lazy people. And uh, same with thing with business or anything like that. Um, you know, the famous quote, you become the average of the five people you surround yourself with. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in that. And I don't think you know the value in that until you're Put in those situations like Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you don't know so if you are not surrounded by five great people you're like this is my life it is what it is but once you are you're like oh shit man like these guys are pushing me it's different even in like a crossfit class if you're in a class and you got five guys or girls that are pushing you way different vibe right then you're you know in a class where you don't know anybody it's just I think it's so important that you surround yourself with the right people and um, the people that are going to push you, the people that you want to be like, and then finding a mentor.
0: That is so good. I love the mentor thing. I've had a lot of young people over the years. Mm-hmm. And and if someone has a heart, like I love when someone asks me, why should I do what you do? Why should I not mm. do what you do? And I think it's also, if you're listening to this and you're maybe a seasoned mm-hmm. person in your in your field and you're not accessible to be a mentor, then shame on you. Mm-hmm. Because the worst thing is um for someone 25 years later to say gosh dang it i wish i'd have known this i wish i'd have asked these questions i mean i have i have classmates that went all through chiropractic school got the degree and have never worked a day in their life Hmm. because they they're like this is not for me wow that's and that's a little bit of an expensive expensive expensive, expensive thing (laughs) Um, and i love the concept of of the mentor that mentor is so important um you know wisdom i I mean you can't read these things in a book you can't know sort of to get in someone's shoes and to and to do that and Mm -hmm. i think um if you are looking for a mentor be don't be bashful Mm. just ask like hey i can i ask you a few questions could i buy you lunch absolutely and then and then i think the person that's willing to have that is going to give you good advice Mm -hmm. um so that i really like that one what about what about the, the so you're talking to that young person um you're saying get a mentor um what advice should they like ignore Mm. What's in this crazy world of social media and whatnot that they should should just like... Yeah, gosh, there's, there's probably
1: a lot, unfortunately, with the social media thing, like you said, but um, you know, I think a couple of things like the, the if somebody were to tell you, you know, you're too young for something, I, I think that's oh, bullshit. Yeah, you know, I, totally. I, I started my career very young and I, you know, I learned along the way, but at the time as a 22 year old, you know, not a lot of people wanted to work with me because I was green and I didn't, you know, I wasn't in the industry very long, but yeah. I stuck with it and I'm still young. I'm still trying to figure things out. But I think the, the quote of you know, you're too young to do something. I think it's just, it's just bullshit. And I think that if you want to be successful, you got to get started early on and you got to ignore some of those critics.
0: I love the concept about calling lies out. Mm. Um, You know, I think, and I think sometimes someone of authority Mm -hmm. will tell us something that's not true about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And because of who they are in our life, we believe them. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my mentors early on said, you know, mothers, fathers, teachers, and preachers will say something to you that's not true about you. And because of who they are, you're going to believe them. And, and uh, that's the most powerful thing when we look like, like, I love that concept. Like I have a 16 year old daughter right now. That's trying to kind of figure out life. Sure. And, and, you know, her mom and I, or her, her mother and I both went to college. We both have graduate degrees. And, but to also be like, you do you, I do you man, like, and that, and that you doesn't mean that you have to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And, and how do I foster the you-ness yeah. of you so that you can truly do what God's designed you to do mm-hmm. in your life. I, I'll I'll tell you, I've never worked a day in my life. Mm-hmm. I tell my patients, the day this feels like work, I quit. 100%. That means I found the right thing. Absolutely. And how many people listening to this right now are like, holy shit, I wake up on Monday morning with a, with <laughs> Dread an it. ulcer yeah. because I I don't like what Absolutely. I do. 100%. So, but also, I also think for those people, discontentment, like I I also feel like, like you, you need to learn something in the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. So with what you're in right now, what is God, the universe, whomever trying to teach you? Because if you don't learn it, you don't deserve the step to go keep, to the next place. Just right. Doing it again. It's, it's the person that said, I had a shitty relationship and, <laughs> and, I, and I kicked that person out and I'm in another one. and Gosh dang it. I'm, I'm noticing some of the same things again. So I think that that is um, so, so important from mm-hmm. that standpoint. All right, man. Um, bad recommendations in your profession. What do you, what are, what are coaches telling people in your world that you're like, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, just what we kind of talked about was that you're too young for some of those things. I think that's really important too. Um, but also like just, just to keep reminded, I don't know if anybody's saying this, but just to stay humble and make sure that you're continuing to work hard every day. I just don't think the journey ever ends. I mean, whether you're 60 years old or whether you're 20 years old, I think every day you need to be hungry. You need to be humble and you need to be like, ready to go to work um and and that grind that grind whatever you want to call it the hustle the grind that that, i don't think that ever stops and like you said earlier once you do think you have it figured out once you do think you got it all um you got to start over like you got to you got to literally start over and relearn so i just think there's you know i don't know if there's a specific quote or some things out there that people are saying but just the advice i would give is just make sure that you're continually working and developing your craft
0: let's go into the gym yeah um so i want you to talk to coaches that Mm -hmm. are coaching group fitness yeah And let's take that same question. Sure. What are bad recommendations that coaches in your industry are telling clients inside of their gyms that you wish that they would check it?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think there's something to say about, you know, in group fitness, not everything is going to work for everybody and be okay with that. And as a coach, um, you got to be able to you know, give people some different things, be able to relate to people. I think as we get more into this industry, it's a little bit less about the fitness, a little bit more about creating relationships. And that, I think that's something that maybe isn't communicated as, as well as it should be. And the best coaches are in my mind are the people that can create good relationships, create a fun environment. Um, you know, you're look. they look forward to coming and see you, you look forward to come and seeing them. And then the workout kind of just takes care of itself. And I'm not saying that ca- you can't ignore it. You got to know your workouts, you got to know your scaling, you got to know all that stuff. But if you are really personable, and you can create a good environment and get to know them on a deeper level. Sure. I think that's what creates a great coach. I know that's not the question. But I do think that
0: I think you're right. That's something that needs to be echoed as a as an as a um, not an athlete, but a, but a part of the classes, mm-hmm. the, the things I love is Say your name and something about sure. this. Um, I, I love the I love the camaraderie of fist bumps after mm-hmm. a workout, and I think I think even fostering more of that mm-hmm. because sometimes there's the there's the stud in the corner that rips out the RX Plus, and and but there but there needs they need to have that connection to the person that's never done a burp in their life, yep. and I think that's what makes this connection mm-hmm. this really tribal thing that yep. happens inside of these gyms. Yep. So I so I would love to see coaches do more. Like, we are one. Mm-hmm. Like, we're a family here, guys. Yep. And some of you are going to put 405 on your back, and yep. some of you are going to put 35 sure. on your back. Yet we're all going to get down the road together. Yep. So, And I know, like, for example, like I love group workouts. Mm-hmm. I love I love um, having to do something with somebody. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, I know, like, the very first CrossFit gym I went to, every Wednesday was, mm-hmm. a, was a group workout. Cool. And I was like, man, that was fun because yep. it's neat to do it with somebody yep. and is i don't know why mm-hmm. but i would work harder
1: yep oh 100 yeah <sighs>
0: so it's like why the hell can i do this by myself <laughs> right yet i yet if i have rob uh rob if you're listening to this uh, <laughs> i miss you bud um beside me we would just we would turn each other's yep. we would turn ourselves inside out yep. and but it and so yeah so I, I love the and i'd like to learn more about the psychology of some of those things because 100%. that's really the the meat and potatoes of what happens inside of that space yeah and so I think too, good, just
1: making sure that you're humble. And like we talked about, right? Like make sure you're not the one talk. If you're in a one-on-one session or something, make sure you're not the one talking more than your client, right? This is not about you. It's about them. Um, I think young coaches maybe want to, you know, speak over and try to impress people, but they're not there for that. And the quicker you can you know, figure that out, I think the better off and the better career you're going to have is that this hour is not about you. Give them a little bit of something that they like while also giving them something that they need. So it's not just all boring stuff. If they want to squat give them a squat and like then pair it with something else. And I think that way you're going to keep clients longer. You're going to create better relationships and you're going to make that one hour about them because that, that is what it is. It's one hour. It's their hour. It's not your hour. Totally. And what if
0: you did the five love language questionnaire as part of your intake? And it should be. So if I'm a words of affirmation guy, Mm -hmm. dude, you put a, picture of me on facebook um, saying hey i did a session with with dr greg today yep. and he killed it i'd be like oh my god like yeah. that was the best ever right? or Same. if i'm a gifts guy mm-hmm. and let's say that you got a free set of wraps from exo or something sure. you're like you're like hey john um i know i really you didn't have a set of these and i actually had an extra set man i want you to have Absolutely. these that person's like
1: 100 holy crap yep. man yep. that and was it's, amazing. like i said it's a, it's a shortcut right it's a shortcut to finding what your clients value
0: and i think so i think we could just use those things in a better way mm-hmm. man. All right. Um, last question before we wrap it yeah. up. Three truths. Yeah. What are the three lessons you'd leave the world if today was your last day?
1: This is by far the hardest question on the list. Um, and... I- it's interesting because I feel like I'm just, I I feel like I'm so young and I don't, I haven't learned everything and everything that I want to learn. But in my 27 years, I guess, humbly, I'd say the first thing is that I think everything happens for a reason. I'm a man of faith. And I think everything that, you know, is in front of you is, 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 you know, on purpose and, you know, even the stuff going on in the world right now and, 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 you know, the racism and everything that's happening. I think it's, I think it's supposed to happen. I really do. And I don't know why exactly yet. And, but I do think there's a reason behind all this stuff. And so I know, again, it's kind of a silly and it's a quote and you see it everywhere, but I do firmly believe that everything happens for a reason and you just got to figure out what that is and you might not figure it out for many years to come. Um, The second thing is control. You can control and let go of everything else. It's a thing that I've said multiple times, but I say that multiple times because I'm a firm believer in it and it's shaped who I am. You need to figure out, can you control it? No, let it go. If you can, what can you do? I think it just simplifies your life. And I think the last thing was, and we talked about this in the beginning, was that the greatest things in life come in a result of hard work. I think nof- nothing is going to come easy that has any meaning. Yeah. Um, you just can't expect anything that comes easy to have any meaning. I think that's so powerful in the sense of something just comes your way. It's just not as worth it. And if you look back at your life, some of the best things that happened to you were after tremendous amounts of hard work, competing at the games. I worked my ass off to get there. And, you know, you got rewarded with that. Or even if you think of, like, you know, in college, right. And you're studying hard, you're doing all these things and you're cramming. you're up late. And then bam, you rock this test. And it's like, I remember that, right. Sure. Cause I, I worked my ass off. And, and those are the moments I think in my short life of 27 years that I've remembered all the great things that have happened to me were a result of the hard work that got so put good. into
0: it. That's so good, dude. So, um, I, I want to thank you. This, was, yeah, this, this was, was so cool. This was a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I, and I, I mean, I, I had uh, a thought about just having an open candy conversation and that's exactly what it turned into. So, how can people find out more about you? Yeah,
1: well, thank you for having me, Dr. Greg. This is super fun. Like I said, i means you on the other side of the desk, but this is great. It's cool to see your complex and everything going on here. So yeah. uh, if you guys are looking to you know, get involved at My Five Fitness CrossFit Lakeville, come on by. Uh, we'd love to give you guys a free week. Otherwise, you can follow me on Instagram. It's probably the best place I'm most active. It's at DJ Hillier and then also djhillier.com. And then lastly would be the MyFit podcast. We have yeah, a man. new episode that comes out every Tuesday. Um, we've banked uh, 81 episodes. So if you're a new listener, go back, check out some of your favorites. Uh, we talked about Justin Su that's my favorite episode and that's episode 41 41. so yeah
0: awesome all right so um we appreciate your time and this has been great and uh stay tuned for more awesome thank you